Right here. Right here. Right. 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 All right. Why you do a show? We're going to do a show. I feel so. I feel happy. I feel pretty. <laughs> so so pretty. Uno, dos, cuatro, tres, cuatro. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine. Servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Toll-free at 800-764-4150. What would you do if you were stuck in one place and every day was exactly the same and nothing that you did mattered? That about sums it up for me. Welcome to the Fun Dungeon. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug podcast, where dreams come true. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent at it. Welcome to another O'Brien and Doug podcast. I'm O'Brien. I am Douglas. Once again, don't forget to follow us on all your favorite social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, I don't know where we are on YouTube. I've, I've kind of... Lost. I haven't really looked. Wait, well, we haven't put anything on there. No, for that's a while, true. So. That's because haven't, we haven't gotten any new subscribers. So why? Why? Yeah, why, why, why? Nobody's you, watching. You know, so. nobody's watching. Nobody's listening. It's like it's uh, kind of matter of like, fact. What are we doing this here? This must be what NBC feels like. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's watching. <laughs> it's like, it's like what, nobody's listening either. What are we doing here? <laughs> I think we had twenty six downloads last week. Come on, did we really? I think so. Something. Wow, twenty six. Yeah, that's still pretty good. We can only go down from here. <laughs> Oh, we're well on our way. <laughs> how you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm all right. How was uh, How was your? Can't say Thanksgiving because there's an episode in between this. What? Can't say Thanksgiving. What do you mean there's an episode between that? There's another episode that airs that, that we've already got in the can. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So this is the week that two weeks after Thanksgiving. So how was your Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago? We haven't <laughs> talked about it. Well, it was fine. Thank you for asking. That's great. Didn't you man. ask me that last week? I don't know. I think we talked about it. Who knows? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Every time I leave the podcast, it's like, delete program. Right. You know, everything's just gone. I'm just, oh, I, I forgot to tell you, I fell in your driveway last week. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, did, did you really? I, I cut my knee up really good. <laughs> Are you going to sue me? No. Oh, good. I don't care then. <laughs> no, like because of the ice or? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had no. It was weird because I had no problem coming in. Yeah, but when I left, I was like, it's I went probably to the black just, ice, just man. Went, oh yeah, yeah, just caught you right at the right moment. Yeah, my my knee. I mean, I, I was I, it hurt, and then I got in the truck and I started driving. I was like, okay, you know, and I was like rubbing it. Yeah, and then I pulled my hand away and it was wet. I was like, oh, oh that's no. Not good. <laughs> so you, you pretty bad. I mean, it was it was a cut up. Uh, yeah, it's probably like an area like that. That's all. It was all scraped up and cut up. Is it all black and blue now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's all just scabbed over now. Yeah. Because uh, I, I took care, you know, I'm very good at so, uh, first aid. Yeah. Because I'm so accident prone. Yeah. You know, I'm my own corpsman, you know. Right. You know, medic, you know, kind of guy. Kind of like Rambo. Kind of, except so I don't, like, you remember remember in Rambo 3 when he took he took the uh, the, the lead out of the AK-47 round? Yep. And he put the gunpowder in his side where that stick had gone through? Right, right. And he, like, set it on fire, like, poof. Right. I kind of want to do that sometime. <laughs> I just just to see if it were, actually would work. I just remember in the first Rambo, First Blood. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. he had that knife. Yep, that had the compass on the top. Yep, and and it was a hollow handle, and it had all kinds of stuff oh, inside. Yeah. yeah, and shortly after that movie, both my brother and I 
got a knife just like that. Yeah, I had one too. Yeah, yeah. I and think everybody. Anybody, it was awesome. It was the I, best knife. I, I, I love the it. compass. Was crap. Yeah, it was. But everything else in it was cool. Well, I, it had like matches and it had and I think it had a fishing hook and yep, line in yep, it. And yep. I wouldn't oh. have known the compass was crap because I didn't know how to use a compass. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it, it was crap. But. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, and but the I, knife was cool. I gotta wonder. I don't know where it is. I mean, obviously. We must. It must have got broken, or we got rid of it. I, I think like I lost mine out in the woods playing. I don't know, you know? man. Because he used to go with me every t- every time I went on the woods. Oh, me too. It, 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 and it's still it's still the same way. I always have a knife on me. Always. Yeah. Doesn't matter what I'm doing or where I am. I always have a blade on me. I bet you. I know what happened to it. Mine. I bet you. My brother took it and and kept it as a, even though he had his own because that happened a lot. Things of mine would disappear, like. A guitar, <laughs> like he took. Your brother took your guitar. He took one of my. He when when I mean you know how it is in a family. I don't, well, it's, it's different with you because you had a younger sister. But, yeah. But when I you have, she took my knife. Right. When you have two two guys, two boys that are relatively close in age, we're only like eighteen months apart or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, you kind of if you get something for one, you kind of gotta get the same type of thing for the. So one year, uh, my my parents got me a um, a uh, it was a K guitar, my first electric guitar, and it was a, it was in the shape of it was just like like uh, uh, Angus Young's from ACDC. It was oh like yeah, yeah, red with yeah. it's like an, an SG copy. Yeah, and a little tiny amp. And they had it covered up with a uh, garbage bag over in the corner, so we didn't see it on Christmas morning. And so I remember uh, my dad going, to, "You know, well, here's your here's your last gift." And I and I opened it up, I'm like, "Oh, oh like, this is awesome! That's and, your Christmas story, man. right?" And then over in the corner, my brother did the same thing, and he had his own guitar and an amp. And I was oh. like, "Wait a minute! He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have any interest in music whatsoever." <laughs> and then anyway. We, when we moved to Mars Hill, not Blaine, but Mars Hill, uh, uh, he slept in the basement. Actually, my brother always slept in the basement for some reason. I'm not sure why that, that explains is. a lot about him. It now. really does. Yeah. Uh, but somehow he acquired my guitar as well as his guitar, even though he never played. Uh, and I'm not sure why that happened. Uh, it's, it's probably the uh, the rule of the older sibling. Maybe. You know, you but that's a, you know spoils of war. That's of what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking happened to my knife. Is yeah. he because he had one, but he's stingy and selfish, and he had to have, have another one. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just that's conjecture. <laughs> I I really yeah. Don't but know. if if I was living in your house, I probably would have stolen your knife too. <laughs> so that's just I just love knives, man. Right, so. Right. <laughs> Hey, uh, we got a pretty cool uh, little episode planned for you tonight, and this actually was a surprise to you, sort of. Uh, we talked about it, but yes. it wasn't. Con- I totally forgot about it. It wasn't confirmed, then, right? Uh, we've been playing uh, a couple of songs. Actually, she, uh, the, the guest that we're going to have on today, actually sang background on a couple of our. Uh, well, actually, one of our demo albums, yes. Burning Daylight, yeah. and she also sang. Uh, lead on a couple of songs that I had written and we had recorded right. um, for a trip that I was taking to Nashville. She's also a former Miss Maine. Yes. So I thought it would be great to have her on to talk about all of that because mm-hmm. uh, we haven't. We also haven't talked to her in, in quite a long time. This I also, yeah. the, the most important thing I want to take away from tonight is how to pronounce her last name. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. That should be like question number one. So well, let's just say that Miranda is on the show and we're going we're gonna to hook up with her. Hey! hey! 
How you doing? Pretty good. You? I'm all right. You can't see him. That's okay. Actually, you, you can see me can in the see corner. Him. See this co- this camera right here? I don't know if you can see that, but Doug is in that camera. He's over there. Hi. He can see. <laughs> he can see you. I, I said I was smaller than Baby Yoda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is true. But I can see you teeny, teeny, tiny. Okay, good. You know what's really great about this? You know what's really great about this is she dressed up for this. You can tell. <laughs> Didn't you? You dressed up for this. Listen, I work from home. I work from home. So, like, this is a moment here. I have to get, have to get ready for something. Oh, yes. No. Uh, honestly, you're the first person to ever dress up for the podcast, so, yes, yes, including it's, ourselves. It's, it's so true. <laughs> it's just a sweater and jeans, I swear. <laughs> All right, hold on. I want to record this, this the, a little bit of this, because we're going to use some of this for a promo. We're actually shooting video. You, you, you uh, We... Uh, I don't know if you you saw some of the uh, promos that we've done in the past. We yes. did we did video for a little while, and then I got really busy at work, and um, so we stopped doing video. But you were the excuse to do another video promo, so you are. Oh wow! Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I didn't win the Jamies then. <laughs> you would have fit right in. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I don't know if you listened to any of the podcasts, uh, like the, the, at least the last few, because we've we've mentioned you quite a few times. Um, we, I think I've listened to any anyone that doesn't have my name in it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, because Weirdly enough. What we do, first first of all, the first thing we have to get out of the way is, because we've talked about this, is how do you pronounce your new last name? Is it, oh, don't tell me yet, because <laughs> I've been calling you Castoni. Some people say Castingway. What Which is it? Um, there's about four different versions, so I, there's kind of a story behind that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so my husband is from Van Buren, and I believe up there everybody says Castongue or Castonye. Oh, so it's very, very French. Ooh, I like that, actually. It's very fancy. <laughs> and when uh, when they moved to Krausville, everybody had a hard time saying their last name. So I guess it just kind of. Well, let's go with Castoni. Everybody can say Castoni. And so it kind of stuck. Uh-huh. And that's how we say it. We say Castoni, which to okay. me sounds very Italian, not French. Right, right. But if you ask my kids in school, they're called Castonge. So interesting. we all respond to wow. multiple versions. That is interesting. It's like the Swiss Army knife of last names. Right. It can be, it can be right? many things. I love it. <laughs> Well, we got that out of the way because I've been calling you Castoni, and then I, I, I kept second guessing myself, going, "I wonder if it's Castin right. way or something else." So that was the first. Any of those versions work. Yeah. Okay. So, and then we just started calling you Miranda. Yeah, it's, that was just way easier. <laughs> so we got yeah. that out of the way. So, um, and we've talked about not a great length, but we talked about how you were involved in a couple of things in in our life, and we've talked about how, uh, kind of a path you took with uh, pageants and everything. But let's talk about, because you went into teaching, you went into uh, education, and and let's talk about where you are right now before we dive into to stuff in the back in the background. So, so what, what are you doing right now? So right now, for anyone who does online versions of programming for education, uh, Moby Max is a big one. Mm-hmm. And about five and a half years ago, an opportunity fell in my lap for me to try out. So there was a, a trial um, I never thought that was something I'd do before, but, uh, thought, you know what? Opportunities come for a reason. So right. yep. 
tried out and for a million different reasons, uh, it has been a really good move for me. So uh, I do curriculum development and, and editing for all of the different software. I'm mainly a part of the language arts team. So so everything online is what you're what you're saying, right? So, so Doug, when kids log on, when they do lessons, assessments, things like that, that's all the stuff I'm building. So Doug, your conspiracy theory about how Zoom is responsible for COVID, I honestly think it might have something to do with Miranda. So listen, I know it's been hardships, but I will say that was a blessing for me because you know, know what? This has been a godsend for schools. Yeah. So I've been very thankful for my position for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I'm sure a lot of teachers and a lot of parents are uh, thankful as well. So yes, definitely. That's really yeah. really cool. I knew it was something like that. We, we actually talked. I, I said I said that she's not teaching anymore. Dr. Yeah, Dr. I I was complete. I still thought you were teaching. No, I said so. She, well, I'm teaching. I'm teaching the nation. There yes. you go. Perfect. <laughs> curriculum directors, right? Is what it's what it, what your title is? It, uh, curriculum editor and designer. Ooh, nice. Even better. Yes. Yeah. And that's cool that you can you can actually do that from home, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Do it all from home. Nice. Okay. So what what started this whole uh, thing with uh, having you kind of as a as a feature is uh, we do this thing on the show called the Common Crossing Song of the Week where we can't play music on our podcast because of licensing and, and things like that, but we can play our own music because nobody really wants to hear our own music. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Whatever. So uh, we do this thing where, where Doug picks a Common Crossing song out of all the songs that we have, which is quite a few, and, and I have to kind of guess what it is. And we ended up picking songs from uh, the demo album that we did, Burning Daylight, uh, back in, what was it, ninety. Uh, like 90, late 98, 99, yeah, 97, 98, yeah. And, and inevitably, we would end Did up talking about how okay. you contributed to that album. Uh, and I'd, I'd pick the song, and I'd, I'd guess the song, and I'd say, is Miranda on this one? I think Miranda is on this one. And then we'd play the song. Yep, she sure is. Well, I'm on two. Oh, you're on more <laughs> you're, than two. Oh, you're on way more than no, that. No, you're on way more I'm than two. I'm on more than two. Oh, yeah. yes. No, no, we're not talking about the two that we went to Bangor to record. We're talking about... You came down to my house on Mechanic Street, and you did a bunch of background vocals for a bunch of songs. Yeah. Yes. That this is was, true. This was before we did those other Oh, yeah. Songs. It was like a year or two before we even did the two songs with you. Right. So we would. that's how you came up. It was like, yeah, Miranda came to my house, and she sang background vocals on this song and that song and that song. And then uh, last week, uh, Doug picked... Uh, why does love have to be so hard? So I had to go into the story of, well, I kind of wrote these with Miranda's voice in mind, and I was taking a trip to Nashville, and then we talked about how you actually uh, were were trying to uh, get a big crown. Why don't you go into that a little bit? Well, if I remember correctly, did we record those in 98 or 99? Well, my trip to Nashville was in 98. So. Okay, so I was a junior in high school. Right. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> well, I was trying to. I was trying to remember at what point. <laughs> I knew I wasn't in college yet. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So if that's the case, in '98, I had done um, Juanita Campbell and Presque Isle had taken over the Maine National Teenager Program. Right. So I believe I already had that title. When, when I came and recorded that with you and I had gone to Nashville for the, for the big national competition for that in Nashville. Um, 
So the year later, the big thing was to, in my hometown, go out for Miss Washburn, right. which would then lead you to Maine Potato Blossom and was, you know, an, a, a gateway to Miss Maine. Miss Maine, yes. <laughs> that didn't, that path didn't work for me. I had to kind of go about it a different way, though. Well, tell I me. was first runner up at Potato Blossom. Right. So, so, uh, th- so it was been between that point and, and when you did get the crown that we recorded those two songs. Is that right? Because I remember we recorded the songs, and then and then we wanted to package the songs somehow so that I could take them to Nashville. Yes. And then... Because years later, when I was Miss Maine, and at my send-off, we had some of those discs. Maybe that's what it was, because I know I have a picture of you in your crown that, yeah. that yes. I associate yep. with those two songs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That maybe that's what it was. Yep. Yeah, it was... It had to have been going into my senior year then. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I, I want to say it was spring. I mean, I remember the travel down wasn't like we went in the winter or anything. Well, do you what, what was the what was the year that you were Miss Maine? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah, because remember but it had been a couple years yeah. since we had recorded that. Because when she was in the actual pageant, remember nine eleven had just happened. It was right. like a couple weeks before. Yeah, you mentioned I that. I was yeah. at Miss America when that happened. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And right. I, yeah, because yeah. that was like that was a, her first day of rehearsals. Yeah, and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what a year to be. Yeah, I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is going, I mean, that was so, it was like, what is going on? And uh, how am I going to see my family? You know, like, it was just, there were so many questions and we didn't have cell phones on us. Right. And And that was in Atlantic City, if I remember right, right? Yeah. So we had five days in uh, Philadelphia first. Oh, so we had spent those five days, the girls, you know, getting to know each other, doing different things out there, having a ton of fun. And then we got to Atlantic City. On the 10th. And that wow. morning, I remember I was getting ready for rehearsals and watching television and saw it happen. Wow. That's crazy. That, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. Let's, uh, so, because we're yeah, going to. So there were years in between there. We're going we're gonna to play, because we played uh, Why Does Love Have to Be So Hard last on last po- the last podcast. So we're going to play the other one uh, on this podcast. So let's go back to when. <laughs> You, a junior in high school, <laughs> went to Bangor yes, to. But we had been singing together for years, though. Oh no, we I met know. For, I mean, we're talking like eight years to build up to that, right? Right, right, right. right. No, <laughs> yeah. I know that. But but when we went to Bangor, you just pull me off the street. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hey. can, can you sing? <laughs> um, uh, when we went to Bangor to the professional studio that we was in this guy's house this was our first time in in like a studio setting really um and obviously i think it was yours as well so we've already talked about our experience and and how i remember the picture that we took and how you were like this big yeah and we were like this big right so what do you remember about being in the studio recording those songs gosh what i remember is just it really was my first experience so you know i didn't have anything to base that off of all i knew was that we were having the best time oh yeah Yeah. i mean (laughs) you know fooling around playing different things warm like it just it was i didn't know what to to base it on i mean we got to spend a pretty much a half a day yep just really playing and having fun and i remember you know guitar solos that 
know, 40 takes or something like <laughs> yes you're not supposed to say stuff like that <laughs> that was listen no but it's because it's not that they didn't sound good they did sound good someone was picky <laughs> i wonder who <laughs> yeah that 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 guy like, that runs the studio that was producing he was he was he was a stickler that stuff, yeah that okay. stuff gave me perspective too because i got to see how you know you can't just do it in one take you can't just do it in five takes like mm. it was it was me kind of sitting there going wow like you know you know inside what you want to hear and what it wants what you want it to sound like and sure. so i think it was a mix of just being excited about doing it being Let's, there with you know friends but then being able to watch people take take time to make it sound the way that you wanted it to be perfect for you let's let's so. uh, clarify something though um, <laughs> i don't think it was 40 takes i think it that's, wasn't a, that's a bit of an embellishment okay I'm, uh, well i'm going to say cuz i was there from the beginning okay <laughs> My drums did not take nearly as long as your guitar solo. <laughs> well, I will, yeah. Because when you make a song, you make the basement first, and right. the drums are the basement of the song. Right. It wasn't 40. I'm teasing. But it, it was, it it was, was 38. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it, was, it was clearly a special, I mean, it was a special moment. It was, it was the guitar solo. Like, you want that to be your moment. And it. And it really wasn't that, in retrospect, it wasn't that great a guitar solo. I mean, it was okay. It was good. It, well, at the, it the time, sounded really good to us. Yeah. Yeah, oh, for, yeah at the time, it sounded good. Yeah, yeah at the time, man, you were, were like Hendrix. <laughs> look how many times, I remember the guy kind of giving me the stinky eye, too, at one point, because, like, how many times did I have to do, uh, lay down, you know, a track for one piece? Two? No. <laughs> I, I don't there remember you taking a long time. time. One of the songs took multiple times. Uh, he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I don't remember that." But let's do this. Let's we're gonna we're gonna do the Common Crossing song of the of the week, um, and it is uh, since we played "Why Does Love Have to Be So Hard" last week. We're gonna play "I Still Care," uh, which is actually a duet. Yes, I don't think it was originally a duet, was it? Did I intend? No, it I think you intended it that way. Did I intend? If, it? I, if I remember right, I think it always was. Yeah, mm, maybe it was. Uh, actually, that would make sense because the lyrics are kind of built that way. I yeah, guess. I mean, you wanted one with just Miranda. Yep, and then you wanted one with the both of you. Let's go <laughs> ahead and play the second of the two songs. So this is this is uh, was written as a duet. Uh, this is I'm going to say it's Common Crossing, but it's actually no, uh, it's you and I yes. and and Miranda, Miranda Castoni, yeah. Miranda Hafford at the time. Um, and this is I Still Care, the Common Crossing Song of the Week. I'd like to say I never wonder how your life turned out to be. I'd like to say I don't care how you are when you're not with me. But every time I see your picture or someone says your name, I think of how my life will never be the same. Thought my life was over When you broke my heart Thought I'd never love again Cause my life seemed torn apart I should be angry with you now More than ever But that won't erase The time we had together There's no spark in that old flame even through the warm summer rain We moved on 
CD. Oh yeah? Yeah. I have a box of like CDs from high school and I mean I had how many copies? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, like there's one in the car, there's one here, and I must have kept one in that box. And it's got like old Garth Brooks and just everything. So she she found it and she was pulling out like Mercy Me and then that one, well it's got my face right you know on the sticker right. that my mom made. Yep. That that you know for my send off. Yeah like that's you that's you oh my word she has that with her boom box in her room and she'll play it every once in a while (laughs) nice um what's uh have i ever told you i told you the story about when i took uh those songs to nashville right and yes i'm super jealous right the the shania twain's publisher and um the the songwriter there tia sillers who wrote i hope you dance i told you that whole story right okay well and didn't you say you met it went in front of Vince Gill. It went in front of well, no. Carol King. Okay, no, okay. Now the, that's a bit of hyperbole. I never, I never. There's a Vince Gill story. Should we tell? The, is this the time to tell the Vince Gill story? Absolutely, man. Because okay. it's a great story. Okay, Vince Gill didn't hear my song, so I oh. had I had several stories from when I went to Nashville. Um, and there's a song story where um, 
I was in a group of, of uh, amateur songwriters with a publisher and a, and a pro songwriter. The pro songwriter was Tia Sillers, who wrote I Hope You Dance and um, Blue on Black for Kenny Wayne Shepherd. And the, the publisher was Zomba uh, Entertainment, which, is, which was at the time Shania Twain's publisher. And so I told this story on, on last week's podcast, but just to make it real, really quick, I, my song was the last one to get played. So you know this story, right? You don't know the story? I don't think you told me this part. Oh. Mm. So my song was the last one to get played, and it was Why Does Love Have to Be So Hard? And so as it's playing, and they only play up to like through the first chorus, and and so they're bobbing their heads, right? And, and they like the song or whatever. And so by the rules, they can't like take a song because it's it's just unfair. They can't say, oh, I want that song, and they take it. It just doesn't work that way. But... They thanked us all for coming, and then Tia Sillers, the lady that wrote I Hope You Dance, she goes, Brian, could you stick around for a second? And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> and she really liked the song, and but she had an idea for it. So she's like, uh, what if you did this? It's re- I really like this. I really like this, but what if you did this? And I was like, wow, I'm not going to change a thing, but that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> No, I never, I never said that. But oh my god, I never said that. But, but yeah, and I thought that was really cool that I was the only one that she pulled aside. So very, a yeah, different story. Uh, this is my infamous Vince Gill story, and he will never ever remember this. Of course not. But I will never ever forget this because it's incre- incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> Vince Gill is probably my favorite artist of all time uh, in any genre. Uh, just because I think uh, uh, the way his 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 work ethic is, and just his whole attitude towards life. Anyway, so I had just finished a workshop across town, a songwriter workshop, and I had to take a taxi back into downtown Nashville, and I was I didn't get lunch, so I got to the hotel. I was going to this uh, 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 Grammy. The National Association of Recording Arts and Sciences uh, panel discussion, and usually they have some celebrities on the panel. And so I, I got to the hotel where it was taking place, and I said, "Okay, well, I got a little bit of time. I'm going to go across the street to Burger King and grab something to eat." So I did that. And when I grabbed something to eat, it also included uh, probably a medium soda or something. I come back to the hotel. I really got to go to the bathroom before the panel discussion starts. There's a bunch of people in the lobby, and I didn't know where the bathroom was. So I, the first guy I came to, I said, excuse me, can you tell me where the bathroom is? And this tall guy in a leather jacket said, sure, right around the corner there, pal. I think it's right, right over there. I said, oh, thank you. So I go in the bathroom, and I'm doing my business and I'm thinking to myself, uh-uh, no, that wasn't, no, it wasn't. And then I go out of the bathroom. Sure enough, it was Vince Gill who told me where the bathroom was. And I, how did you not know in that moment? I, I had to go to the bathroom. I, I didn't. Oh I just, I don't even think I made eye contact with him. I just said, "Can you tell me where the bathroom is?" And he's like, "Yeah, absolutely, man. It's right. I think it's right around the corner." So, oh my god! Right, you had pea brain. Yeah, I did. I had pea brain. <laughs> I was incredibly embarrassed because I went in uh, to the, I, I, and I was like, I saw it was Vince Gill. I was flabbergasted. I was like, holy crap! 
And then so I went into the, um, I guess it was a conference center or something like that, but they had, you know, like theater seating where the panel discussion was taking place. And I was like, that was, that was Vince Gill. I sat in an aisle seat. And I'm just kind of sitting there because I was all very lonely when I was there because I, you know, obviously knew no one and I had made no friends, but I was there, you know, as an amateur songwriter. I sat on the aisle seat and the coordinator of the panel discussion is is talking to someone and he's like, did you, uh, I don't know where you want to sit. Do you want to sit, uh, do you want to sit on the corner of the panel or, and I'm just kind of like, what, you know, I, I just kind of looking around and she's like. Well, do you, do you want me to sit next to Vince, or do you want me to sit on the other? And I turn, and I'm a, I can reach out and touch Amy Grant. <laughs> oh like, my like gosh! Right, like right here. And I was just like, "Yep, that was Vince Gill, and that is Amy Grant." <laughs> and wow. I have told that story I don't know how many times, and I I will never live it down because every time I I, I bring up Vince Gill, they're like, "Maybe you should ask him where the bathroom is." So. <laughs> It was uh, it was an experience, but it was cool. It was you know that's that's one of the the best stories that I can t- I can take away from my first trip to. It's Nashville. way better than my celebrity story. What's your celebrity story? I'm gonna say I think I, I, I yelled at Sonny Bono. You yelled at him? Yeah. Well, no, I was the no. Is it was when he was mayor of Palm Springs, right? And I was stationed <laughs> at Twenty Nine Palms, right? And a bunch of us were in Twenty Nine Palms just hanging out. And we were walking down the sidewalk, and this group of people were coming towards us. So we kind of, you know, we were kind of like working our way around. And I looked in the middle, and it's Sonny Bono. He's got his entourage or whatever right. security. And I went, Sonny Bono! And he turned around, and he went. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody with me was like, who's Sonny Bono? And I'm like, you guys suck! <laughs> That's why you're Marines. You don't know anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, so it's way better than my story, so. Well, I just thought it was important for us to get you on the podcast to talk about uh, these songs and to talk about, you know, uh, uh, where you are now uh, and and make us feel really old. So, <laughs> so. Well, it never would have happened without ATLC. Exactly. That's true. Exactly. That's true. Yep. Because that's should where we, it all should, started. Have we ever actually gone on any rant about uh, ATLC? I know we've mentioned it a few times, but ATLC, Aroostook Teen Leadership Camp, um, geez, do we have time to do that? We have all the time in the world. Um, it's the O'Brien and Doug podcast. It's not times slipping away from us podcast. It's well, the three hour version, right? <laughs> yes. Miranda, Miranda, do you have a few more minutes? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Aroostook Teen Leadership Camp. I was in junior high. I believe it was in seventh grade, and a little short guy named Jack Foster came to our school. Uh, and it was the very beginning. I think it was 87. It would have been 87. Yeah, that was the first year. Yep. And they were recruiting um, kids who showed, like, leadership potential and uh, wanted to uh, talk about, like, living a drug-free life and, and stuff like that. And it, ATLC started that way, and it became something bigger um, as it as it progressed through the years. So, anyway, I was one of the first campers. And one of the only times, uh, they may have done it recently again, but one of the only times that you could come back as a camper a second time. Uh, they've had oh, exceptions they, over the years. That's what but, I thought, yeah. yeah. But in the they beginning, they brought that. anybody back because yeah, there was, you know, just, it was a question of numbers, I think. Right, so, right. So, yeah. and maybe it was because it was the first year and the second year that they were still building. They were still building. So I came it's back. It's probably because you called Jack a short guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring that guy back. I want to hang out with that dude. Uh, I have a I have a, a large place in my heart for that guy. Yeah, so, yeah. no, me too, man. Um, so uh, yeah, so I went back as a camper, and then subsequently uh, came back as a staff person. And you guys, well, you didn't, but Miranda, you probably had the same experience. You were, I don't know if you were recruited or if you were, um, you were shown what this camp was and then someone said, oh, you should go. How did that work? I remember our guidance counselor talking to us at school and, um, I mean, I was immediately in, I loved everything that had to do with all of the wonderfulness that she talked about. So I was like, sign me up. (laughs) And it was wonderful, wasn't it? I was going to say, I mean, when I went, it was everything and more and i just it it had a place that i mean i stuck with it for eight years so yep. obviously mm-hmm. i mean it was just really special and there's there's no other camp i've been to like it yep so yeah but yep. the staff had a lot to do with that i mean you guys were just awesome yeah well yeah I th- and i was gonna say because i want to get to how how doug got involved here in a second because uh i got married in 97 and i was still involved at that point mm-hmm. as a staff person and i think it was 98 99 where i where I wasn't, um, or maybe it was in 2000, 2000, where I was only partially involved because I had other commitments. Well, it was when number one was born. Well, number one was, wasn't born until 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when you started. You were a family group facilitator, and I was with you. Yeah. Right. Right, that's right. Right around that time. Um, and so when my daughter was born, uh, I kind of ATLC kind of took a back seat, at least for, you know, well, actually, it turns out for the rest of my life because I ended up raising a family and, and doing other things. And, but I wish I could have stayed involved. But around around that time, I was like 98, 99, something like that. You, I don't know if I asked you. Um, well, no, I'd been involved before that because we, you asked me to be a that's what dorm I mean. supervisor. That's what I mean. I, I asked That you, was like 96, was it that long? 97. Was it that long ago? Yeah. yeah because, Doug was there every year I went. Yeah. So okay, so so I I remember asking you to be a dorm supervisor because yeah, we we needed people. Yeah, and you became a dorm supervisor, and something clicked there, and you came back. I I just remember because I didn't have to be there until like nighttime, right? So and I really didn't know anything about the camp other than what you had told me. So I would you know I would come back early for like the evening. Um, activities yep. like uh, celebrate life and right. uh, you know the no talent night and stuff like that. Yep. And I just I was you know every night I came back the kids were like what, you know everybody was just like so into it and I was like what is this place you know yeah. what yeah. is going on you know and, and then I was like after that week I was like I gotta be involved more because I gotta see what's going on and so I became part of the camera crew so I was camera crew I and i was that. dorm supervisor <laughs> I forgot about so that. i was there like all day and i was just like this is incredible you know what i i, I liken it to is neverland yeah you know not, because, not the michael jackson one no 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 the not the michael jackson no, no. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> because we are and we've said it on this podcast many many times before we're perpetually 12 years old yeah when we get together yeah um and so going to this camp, and Miranda, you tell me if you agree with this, it's like you can be yourself. You don't have to put on any airs. Um, you can be who you are, and people love you the way you are, yeah. which is the way it should be everywhere. Right. But you know, when you're in junior high or even when you're 19 like I was or whatever, 
you you've, in your in society and culture, you you feel like you have to kind of put on a show a little right. bit. Yeah. Uh, but when you went to ATLC, all that is stripped away. And, yep. and you're shown, like, kind of unconditional love. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, you're learning how to live a drug-free life, and you're learning how to feel good about yourself, and you're learning all these other things, you know. So it was it was really a godsend for me for my entire life, you know, to be honest. 100% accurate. Yeah. It just, it, it's true. Like, that week of your life that you looked forward to every summer. Yep. Oh, know? yeah. Yep. It was so sad when Thursday came. Oh, <laughs> Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> I remember it was. You know, there were a lot of tears. And well, it was because you had you had built your own universe, right? In five yeah. days, and then really close left, friendships, super close, and that short yeah. amount of time is amazing. And then, and then when you left the the campground, you felt like you were go, you were like you're you're some sort of alien world again. Yeah, you know, you had to yeah. readjust. There was an adjustment period after camp where you had to go. Oh, this, you know. People suck out here. This this <laughs> kind of sucks. Well, I mean, really long bonds formed though that yeah. just oh for sure. You know, we'll still at, talk to you today. Well, look at us. Yeah, I mean, this is a perfect example. You know, I mean, we you started as a student. I was on staff. You were on staff, mm-hmm. and there was just a, a relationship that was built, a friendship that was built, um, and we have stayed in touch. Over, over the years, you have gotten me involved in uh, the young authors yep. um, as a songwriter. I've done a, a bunch of workshops for Miranda, who who kind of is, uh, uh, I don't know if you're on the board or on the committee of, of, of the Young Authors Institute, and she's invited me to do workshops. And actually, I think I, re- I, I did a uh, workshop at one of your schools, too. Yes, when uh, I was still in Frenchville. Te- yeah, when you yep. were teaching, and that was a blast. Um, and, I mean, it was just, um, these the relationships continue, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of relationships that um, that I formed in ATLC in the past. I can see today, and it's like no, no time has passed. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you yeah. pick right up. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like ten years later, the next day. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, it's a uh, it's a good place, and uh, I I can't recommend it any. I mean, you because Doug, you're still involved. Yeah. So you would know more about where the camp is at today. I mean, I know they've had. As a lot of places have had, they've had some um, financial uh, struggles yeah. in, in recent years, but you've always managed to put on a camp. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've, you, there, the time has not come where you weren't able to put on a camp. Not so. financially, well, but then COVID. This past year. Right, yeah. yeah. You no, know, COVID put an end to the, that's true. the streak. This was the first but, year. Yeah. yeah. That's true across the board for yeah. things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we're still, I mean, tomorrow night, advisory board is meeting. Because you're planning Zoom. next. Because you're planning. Because we're still we're still we're still planning for next year. Right. You know. You know. Hopefully, it'll happen. We got sucker punch this year. We, oh yeah. We, we were kind of expecting, and it wasn't into. It wasn't. You know. We were still planning right up until June. Right. And having camp. Yep. And then they put the kibosh on it, and we were like, okay, well, we'll just continue on. You know. Yeah. And we gave the option of people that had signed up. I said, you, you know, <clears throat> you don't have to pay again. Your money's still good. So if you still want to come back next year, you're more than well. You're you're first. Right. You know. Well, that's perfect. Yeah. So, and it, but there's still some other things going on too. I thought, like some some weekend pieces or after school pieces that I saw. Yeah, yeah. Like, wasn't uh, there something in Madawaska recently? Yeah, uh, not this past weekend, but I think the weekend before they did, we have a program called Operation Leadership, which Miranda you would know as the weekend team program. Yeah. You get 
yeah that we used to have we've re- we've retooled it and called it operation leadership so it's not like an all day thing but it's more like a few hours and you do basically the same thing there's a workshop on you know some sort of leadership skill and then they do team building exercises and things it, like that that's so. one of the things i love about the, this program is is the outreach because mm-hmm. um when you, you mentioned it how how uh, we're when we're in the camp we're in this universe that's you know so welcoming and everything and uh, when you go back to school, it's 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 just not the same. Yeah. And so the idea was to bring that magic. What did Jack used to say? Some some time of the middle of the week, a fairy comes and sprinkles fairy dust over yes. the camp. Or that was Jack's or favorite thing, right? <laughs> uh, but the idea was to bring that magic into the schools or into the community and try and get more people to involved in the program, and and. What was that? You guys had a saying, um, be the difference. Yeah, it's the new, it's become the camp slogan. Yeah. Uh, Because we used to have a different one every year, if you guys remember. Yep. There was a different one. Yeah, I have a a shirt that had that one. That must have been one of the last ones and it stuck. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Everybody just loved it. And it was just like, you know, it, it, it perfectly encapsulates everything that we were trying for. Yep. You know, was that the purple shirt? It might have been the purple shirt. I think it was the purple shirt. <laughs> it might be the purple shirt. Like, we're we're going to go with that. It's the purple like, shirt. We could make a quilt out of all the shirts we have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally have a stack that's probably getting close to three feet high yeah. of t-shirts. Yeah. You just should from, have one of those cool t-shirt quilts made. At this point, it could be a tent. <laughs> t-shirt tent. <laughs> well, you can bring it to camp. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, everybody come under my t-shirt tent. <laughs> <laughs> Brian and Doug. Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine, servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Alignments, tires, you name it. Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center will take care of it. They're open 7 to 5 Monday through Friday and 7 to noon on Saturday. Give Glennie a call for all your service needs at Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine, locally at 207-764-7300 or toll free at 800-764-4150. Well, uh, technically this is a music podcast. Do we want to do, do, do you want to include Miranda in the... Uh, uh, well, that's completely up to Miranda. Well, oh gosh, you can put me on the spot with something I don't know. Well, <laughs> so you know what we're talking about. The wall of tunes. The wall of tunes. Uh, so what I do is I, I I close my eyes. I pick something off the wall behind me of CDs, and then you guys try and guess what it is, and then we talk about that artist. Are you up for that? Because we don't. I mean, if you got stuff you got to do, then that's fine too. No, I don't. I'm totally afraid you're going to pick a genre that I suck at. <laughs> well, I'm afraid of that every week, Miranda. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So. I don't think we're like someone I've never heard of. <laughs> you know, well, for that purpose, for that reason, I'll I'll open my eyes this time and I'll pick something that I think that I think you'll know. How's that? Does All right. that work? All right, works. If it works good. for Miranda, it works for me. Okay, <laughs> so you close your eyes. All right, I'll close. My Miranda, eyes. I don't know if you have to close your eyes because uh, you can't see. I cannot see okay. any I'm titles. Gonna, I'm gonna take my headphones off. I'm gonna take my headphones off. Hey, hang in there. All right. Let's see. This is the part of the show where I inspect the inside of my hand. I can see Ray Charles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you see his posters, right? <laughs> Is she 
making fun of my PJs? No, she's, she was looking at Ray Charles, man. I can't see any PJs. I can only see a black shirt. So. Yeah, see? There you go. You You're have safe. pajama bottoms. Yeah, I can't see. see. He does. He's wearing a polo with pajama bottoms. It's, right, yeah, it's very classy. When I get home from work, I automatically put on my pajama bottoms because I'm, I'm comfy. He's comfy oh, well, and classy. Normally, I do, too. Okay, I have something. Are you ready? I, oh, okay. I, I, Doug, you probably know this artist. Uh, Miranda, I'm sure you know this artist. Um, so I think I'm safe. I think I think it won't take long. You've said that before. Yeah, I know, but still. Okay, so uh, Miranda, <laughs> strap in, Miranda. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. You are the guest, so we're gonna let you uh, ask the first question. Oh, so okay. I feel like I'm playing Guess Who with my daughter. Like, do I get to say, you know, is it a female? Yes, <laughs> you do. Yes, you it do. is not a female. It is, it is a male. That's question number one. Doug. Uh, okay, so it, it's a solo artist. It is a solo artist. Okay, it's a male. It is a male. Okay, what re- what genre? Country. Oh crap, Miranda. It goes to you. <laughs> I suck at country. Okay. Um. Gosh, let me ask if. Uh, so did she put out an album? He. Prior to the '80s. Ooh. No. Good question. And it's a he. Oh wait, he. Sorry, he. Yeah. 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 Look, I'm still on the other side of this. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> My gosh. My gosh. Okay, Doug, your question. You over. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, so not prior to the '80s. Not prior to the '80s. Okay, what what was there? What was his height of popularity? His height of popularity. If I had to, if I had to guess, um, hold on a second. I'm going to tell you exactly because I think he was popular uh, in the mid to late '90s. But oh, we can assume he's not popular anymore. No, 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 no. He oh. is. Uh, I'm trying to think of when when uh, this song came out, but it's not giving me dates here. Uh, well, you know what? I, I think it was probably, he was the most popular during the early 2000s. I Is he commonly played on the radio now? Mm, not really. Okay. So he's not a, he's not a member of the class of 89. He is not. Okay. He, when he first came out, he had a lot of hits. Uh, and 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 in the in the mid to late nineties, he he had a lot of hits. But then around the early two thousands, he put out one or, one song, really, that just for an interesting reason. For an interesting reason. I mean, when when you listen to this song, are there? Does he feature other artists? As in, you know, does he do duets or just have some features on um, album? He, let's see, I mean, he has done duets, but not like, he's never, that I know of, done a duet with a female other than, I think, his daughter. And you probably wouldn't know that duet either. Is Doug taking a turn? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, does he play an instrument? Is he like known for playing He's not an known for playing an instrument. So he's he plays more, guitar. He's he plays guitar. The, plays some guitar? Yeah. But he's more a song. Is oh, it okay. Toby Keith? Yes, it is. Oh, Miranda! Nice job! So, That's awesome. D- d- I actually do know the song with his daughter. Do you? Okay. <laughs> the only so, good one. Does that, did I characterize it right, though? I mean, he, he had a lot of hits in the mid to late 90s, and then courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, because of the whole yeah. thing with Bush and, and the Dixie Chicks and everything, just he just shot up. Yeah. 
right? Okay, yeah, I, I, I'll go with that. Yeah. Oh, you? you I, well, I thought he was bigger than that before. Well, I mean, he's always. I mean, I don't think he's had any great hits for a while. No, he he hasn't. Because I think since he got his own record label, uh, Show Dog Nashville, it's it's like his record label. Um, he's put out albums and and the songs, and he's released songs to radio, and they've got some airplay in the past ten years or whatever. Uh, yeah, but but, but he's not. Uh, He's a businessman now. I mean, he's got restaurants and stuff like that. So oh, he's, he's yeah. doing okay. Don't worry about him. Yeah, uh, but begging for change. Right. Like one of those squeegee guys. But he's yeah, not. The, the last big hullabaloo was around, yeah, when when Dixie Chicks had their comment about everything right, with Bush. Right, right. Which but you like, know what? Now look at them. They're making a huge comeback. I don't know if I'd say huge, but yes, they are making a comeback. Well, yeah. They have a different type of support now that they did not have then. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And I always thought that was the stupidest thing, to be honest with you, that people were, I mean, they got into a a, a disagreement, the Dixie Chicks. Uh, uh, they, I mean, you know this, this scandal, right, Doug? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, where, where, where they said they're, they're ashamed that George Bush is from Texas and blah, blah, blah. And they got, and then people were destroying their records. I thought that was yeah. the, the dumbest thing. Well, it's you so know, stupid anyway because they're destroying something they already paid for, so it's not actually hurting. <laughs> you know, that's well, why me, that's what really makes really it stupid. Yeah. For What's me, that? it just really came down to as artistry. It's kind of like you know, okay, let it, 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 it. The moment was its moment. Isn't there like a freedom to both sides of that kind of right. thing? It just, but I think they just I don't know. They ticked off enough people that. Yeah, and I always. That's what it was. I always. And I think part of it was is that they weren't, they were overseas when they made this. That's comment. true. Yep. Yes. I think that yep. was. I think that was the tipping point, which does load it up a little bit. Yeah. You know. And, and so, and and you're talking about a genre of people that, um, you know, the st- people they're fans of that are very stereotypically, stereotypically very conservative. Yeah. And and, and, and yeah. you know, so I mean, you make a comment like that, you, you're expecting some blowback. Right, but I don't think they, I don't think anybody expected this amount of it. Yeah, and you I know, didn't think it would be as big as it was for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think Toby Keith just kind of fueled that fire when he really. Yeah. I think he profited off. Of it. I think That's he stood probably. back and looked at it and says, "I can make some money off this." Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah, but if the, if the same thing happened now, I don't think it would be as big. I don't either. As it was. No, I think no. it would probably be the opposite oh yeah i think toby keith would be the one that was that was shunned or whatever yeah uh it's just interesting how society works you know just the way you know the the winds are blowing at that moment yeah well and that that leads to a a question we'll we'll wrap up here pretty soon but i that leads to we've talked about this before how i'm a big fan of jackson brown and i don't really like jackson brown's politics and when when jackson brown like uh, got all socially well he's always been kind of socially conscious yeah but i like his music and and because we don't we aren't on the same wavelength politically or whatever that doesn't make me like his music any less are you guys the same oh yeah yeah because i'm yeah. a huge public enemy fan right and i love chuck d yeah i mean i love that guy I follow him on Twitter. I follow him on every social media I have. Yeah. And he is very, I mean, he's got a lot of views that I agree with, and then he has views I don't agree with, but it doesn't take away from his music. That right. I mean, his lyricism and his the way he just, way he flows. Yep. 
I just love the guy. I yep. mean, I mean, I wish if I ever saw Chuck D, I'd probably like charge him and give him a big bear hug. You know, I just love that guy. I just want to pick him up and just hug him. You wouldn't say, Sonny Bono! No, I wouldn't do that. I already learned my lesson from that. <laughs> you get a wave back, but that's it. Are you the same, Miranda? I think just in general, on a human level. Yeah. You know, there's so many people where it's just not eye to eye on a lot of things. But, I mean, you have to look past that, yeah. you know? Because that's the grown-up thing to do. Well, music is a great uniter. I mean, it is. Mu- music's yeah. for the people. Yep. You know, it should be for everybody. I agree. And you, you should look at it that way. It's just it's just music, man. Just enjoy it for what it is. So. And on that note, I think that's a great way to uh, to free Miss Miranda Castoni <laughs> from our clutches for the evening. Uh, She's I like, thank God. <laughs> I can't tell you how cool it was of you to uh, come on here with us. Yes, that was so cool. We uh, we hope you had a blast. Yes, this is so fun because when's the last time we've all actually been in the same room together? I mean, I know I we're not now, but still the virtual <laughs> room. But really, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's true. It's, it's true. been a long time. Well, I think so the last time I saw you was at 2019's Young Authors, wasn't it? Yes, and it wasn't even for very long. No, it wasn't. It was like passing the I was the running hall. around crazy. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's yep. so much that happens behind the scenes that it's like we just have to make sure it runs smoothly. Oh, I know. I don't. <laughs> I, I know. Yep. You guys are hard workers, that's for sure. Uh, well, thank you again, and uh, yes, this was a blast. Thank you so much. We should, uh, we should forget the podcast. We should do like Zoom calls just for the fun of it. Yeah, sometime. for the heck of it. Yeah. I'm, in. I'm in. We've done a lot of that this year, and I have a feeling uh, yeah. we might have to start doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. You know? All right, my dear. So, we're going to uh, we'll go call my jammies. <laughs> it was great having you, and we love you, and we miss you, and uh, we will uh, catch up with you again sometime in the very near future. Definitely. Thank you for having me. All right. Come back anytime. You are released. (laughs) (laughs) Later, girlfriend. Bye, Brenda. Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. She is one of the coolest people in the universe, man. She she really is. She is so awesome. And always has been. And, and, you know, this is the, the fact that, you know, we really, she was right, man. We haven't been in the same room in years. Yep. And we just we all just picked up right where we left off. Yep. You know, it was just that easy. And I don't know that it's... I attribute some of that to uh, ATLC. Yeah. But I also attribute that, that to our personalities that, and, yeah. I, I, and our friendship. And we did a lot more stuff outside of ATLC, yeah, we did. too. You we know, did. With the music and yep. you know, the traveling and things like that. Yeah, so we, we did. I mean, we have a long history with Miranda, and it's great. It's a wonderful history. Yep. You know what I mean? And she's uh, she's got a great... Great little family going on there. She does, and man. She's a great got, she's career. She's living the life. She's living the best life, as it's the just, kids would say now. It just baffles me and blows my mind that she was a junior in high school. I know, right? <laughs> when we did that song. <laughs> oh, but she is always, her voice, man, when she sings, you yeah. just, you just, I feel it. You feel it. Well, the song that we played tonight, you don't even get it from that song. I mean, no. she, yeah. You got you to hear Miranda in person. Yeah. When she sings a per, oh, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, <sighs> well, that was a that was a good uh, that was a good talk. That was a good podcast. Uh, I think that's yeah. I think I was gonna say I think that's a podcast. So we did the uh, the uh, well, we we spoke to Miranda Castoni. Yep. And our our, our dear we learned friend, how to say her last name. We learned how to say her last name. Finally, let's see what else did we do? We did the Common Crossing song of the day, which was yes. featuring Miranda. Yes. Uh, I still care. Yes. 
Uh, we wa- uh, climbed the wall of tunes and Toby Keith. What was the album, by the way? We never uh, the album that, that I chose was Greatest Hits Volume Two. Oh, it's okay. kind of a cheat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's but. Good. So Toby Keith what, was... What's his song with the, the I'm Not As Good As I Once Was? Yeah, that's that, what it, that, that's been, That was my theme song when I turned 40. It's, but I love, it's it, so it, true. It's, it's perfect. It, it's, it just, it, it's just like, yes. Accurate, that's, for you sure. wrote that song for me, dude. Yeah. So uh, I was listening to my iPod last night when I was trying to go to sleep, and a Toby Keith song came on that I'd never heard before. It was quite dirty. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Let's see. I'll, I'll name the song and then you can, and then you. It's funny. I got Toby Keith right next to like Tom Jones. That's weird. Um, Red Solo. Oh, maybe it's not on here. Okay. Um, funny story. So we were uh, recording the end of the podcast, and I think it, we'll probably that'll probably be the promo when it just everything just kind of pops off right. hopefully we can we can find that so we're still here in the fun dungeon and the power went out uh, <laughs> in the middle of of the podcast so we're in the dark we're living in the dark living in the dark because the power went out and now don't know when I'll be back on and we're recording we're recording the end of the podcast on my phone luckily we got the whole interview with Miranda in there so hopefully that'll be and so we, we, we're gonna sit here in the dark um, all by our lonesome here in the fun dungeon all by myself with you <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's a good way to end the podcast right? Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> lights out literally All right, so uh, until next week, I'm O'Brien. I'm still Doug in the dark. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. O'Brien and Doug. Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. You've been listening to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine. Servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Toll-free at 800-764-4150. Make sure to follow O'Brien and Doug on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can drop them an email anytime at obrienanddoug at gmail.com. Hey, Doug.